This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card. Listen all month as ReachMD XM157 explores The Great Debate, a special series discussing the future of public health policy in America. Welcome to another in our series of special presidential editions of the Washington Health Report. This week we hear from Democratic contender Bill Richardson, governor of New Mexico, on his plan to reform the nation's health care system, and we hear it in his own words. Democrats have made health care reform a much higher priority than Republicans, and many of the Democratic candidates' proposals are similar. But Richardson's proposal differs in a few important respects from those of his Democratic colleagues. He would let Americans, for example, who are 55 to 64, buy into Medicare. He would expand health care for young children and allow young adults up to 25 to remain on their family's plan. He would pay for these expansions by streamlining administrative costs of health care and investing heavily in prevention. Whether that would be enough to cover the cost of expanded coverage isn't entirely clear. But we're not here to tell you what Governor Richardson thinks. We're going to let him tell you in his own words. Richardson, like the other candidates we've heard from on these special Washington Health Reports, described his proposals at a forum organized by Families USA and the Federation of American Hospitals. Richardson was interviewed in Manchester, New Hampshire. ReachMD is bringing you the highlights of that forum exclusively on XM Radio. All of the candidates in this series have been asked the same first question. Do you believe all Americans should have health insurance, and how would you make that happen? Here was Governor Richardson's answer. I absolutely believe that all Americans should have quality, affordable health care. doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a ditch digger or a CEO. We have to make sure everybody is insured. We have to lower costs for everybody, and we have to improve our health system so everybody gets high-quality care. It's time to get health care right. We have 47 million uninsured Americans. 80% of them are in working families. 16 million are underinsured. They pay in, but don't get coverage when they need it. That means millions of hardworking Americans are trying to ignore their illnesses, going without preventive care just because they can't afford it. We have more than 9 million uninsured kids who aren't getting the basic care that they need. And we have a president whose idea of a solution is to veto children's health insurance and expand high-deductible health plans. We spend $2.2 trillion a year on health care. 75% of health spending is on chronic diseases. We need to focus on prevention. We need to treat mental health the same way we we should, especially for veterans. $2.2 trillion. I don't have to tell you. We're We're not getting what we pay for today. There's too much negativity in Washington. We have a federal government that hasn't made a serious effort on health care reform in over a decade. Richardson talked about what he has done in New Mexico and how he would build on that to ensure all Americans. As a governor, I have made health care a top priority. Just last month, I announced, I announced my health solutions New Mexico to build on the efforts of the last five years and bring high-quality, affordable health care to every New Mexican. But the states can't do this alone. My plan, the American Choices Plan, is built on common sense principles. Number one, it covers every American. Number two, it lowers the cost of health care. And three, it improves the quality of care. 
It builds choice, not bureaucracy. We don't need new taxes. We need to cut bureaucracy and lower costs for everyone. Richardson, like some of the other Democrats, favors individual choice and shared responsibility in his health care plan. Insurance companies would no longer be able to drop coverage because of pre-existing conditions, and working families and small businesses would have the same choices as members of Congress. But how would he pay for that? One way, he says, is to prevent disease rather than attack it afterwards with expensive treatments. I believe that we need to drastically shift our focus to prevention. Chronic diseases like heart disease, diabetes, and cancer account for at least 75% of our health care costs. We have got to start taking better care of ourselves as a nation. In New Mexico, I took junk food out of schools. I put physical education back in. We got healthy breakfasts for our kids. I banned smoking in public places. We should do it across the country. I think we need more research funding for breakthrough treatments. and We need more research into comparative effectiveness to understand which treatments work. I know we can get much better value for the $2.2 trillion we spend on health care. The bottom line is Americans can't wait any longer for quality, affordable health care. We need to act now. Richardson would also push for more research and for practical policies aimed at encouraging healthy habits. I believe that uh, my emphasis on prevention is unique in that I have uh, stronger policies that deal with more research, specific research, more funding for cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, stem cell research, autism. I have those specific initiatives like getting rid of junk food in schools, healthy breakfast for every child, plus also an initiative that gives incentives to the private sector if they let uh, their employees work out and take the steps they need uh, to become healthier Uh, in addition to the smoking ban. So I would say in those three key areas, my plan is more substantial. Richardson's ideas about the importance of prevention are not especially controversial. But you can't say the same thing about his plan to expand Medicare to all Americans 55 to 64. That has predictably brought charges, especially from his opponents on the Republican side, that he favors socialized medicine. But it's not true, he says. Here's how he explains it. In my specific plan, I use the private market. Uh, We do put uh, specific conditions on insurance companies, like 85% of their premiums have to go into direct care. Uh, There are a number of other initiatives where we try to reduce, for instance, the one-third of the health care costs going into administration, bureaucracy, electronic records. Uh, But uh, my plan is market-based. There is a role for the private sector. Uh, There's a stronger role for government, for instance, uh, I do include, uh, I lower Medicare to 55, but that is basically going to have costing 25% less for those that enroll compared to private plans. So there is a little bit of a tilt towards the public sector, but in no way is this socialized uh, medicine. This, This is a plan that I believe enhances coverage. This is a plan that enhances care. In other words, the doctor-patient relationship is substantially restored, while the Republican plans give a greater role to HMOs and insurance companies and the private market and health savings accounts, all that don't, uh, don't even increase coverage, nor do they improve quality and certainly don't lower costs. How then does he propose cutting costs and improving quality? 
The idea is to cut bureaucratic and administrative costs, he says, but stick with the private sector. The first responsibility should be, how can we fix an inefficient system? And we spend $2.2 trillion on health care in this country, yet one-third of that money goes into administration, bureaucracy, lack of electronic records. The first step we have to do, in my judgment, is uh, eliminate uh, the fact that one-third doesn't go into direct care. So what we need to do is have more preventive efforts, more preventive uh, uh, accountability, uh, modernize electronic filing records, put cost controls on the insurance industry. As I've said, 85% has to go of their premiums has to go into direct care. That is a strong mandate to the private sector. But uh, at this stage, I'm not ready to say that we should have uh, Medicare for all, although as more individuals become frustrated with HMOs and insurance companies, public support for that is going to grow. But first, I believe, uh, get a better bang for the buck with one-third of the system before you try something totally new. An aspect of the Richardson plan that is sure to draw attention is his proposal that those 64 to 55 be allowed to buy into Medicare. But how would he pay for that? Would they be responsible for the entire Medicare premium? The answer is yes, Richardson says, but for them it would be a bargain. Obviously those that are in lower incomes, lower income individuals, there would be subsidies for them, a sliding scale subsidy. But basically Getting those 64 to 55 to buy into Medicare uh, would be uh, not creating a new bureaucracy. You're already using the Medicare bureaucracy, and it's estimated by those individuals buying into the Medicare plan and not buying into private markets is going gonna, is gonna to be about 25% less, 25% less. The approximate cost being about 600 bucks uh, that's that's a estimate that I got, which my staff is very unhappy that I'm giving it to you. But uh, it is uh, a specificity of my plan that I, I believe just reducing it to 55 also helps in saving enormous amounts of preventive services. Richardson would also reorganize health care in a way that helped primary care doctors coordinate better with specialists. Medicare won't pay for you to see your nutritionist, your podiatrist your primary care doctor all the same day. We, we need to change that. Uh, there's another program called Independence at Home that deals with home care that I have proposed where uh, you can get, uh, instead of having to go to a hospital and see 13 specialists, uh, you have a system where at home, through technology, you can get treatment. And, you know, a nurse will come to your home. It's a more sophisticated way to deal with uh, with health care. But what if these changes do not produce enough savings to cover the costs of expanding health care? Will the American people accept what he's proposing? He thinks they will, especially the 47 million Americans without health insurance. Well, right now they have nothing. I mean, look, look at the many people left out of the system. No, I wouldn't tell them that. I try to fix the problem. Uh, I'm optimistic about trying to fix the problem. Um, health care rationing more than exists today. I just believe there's... Uh, just look at this statistic that I keep going back to, and I'll stop. One-third of what we pay for health care, $2.2 trillion, that's almost 20% of our GDP, goes into, doesn't go into direct care. It's overhead of uh, administration and bureaucracy and HMOs and insurance companies and no electronic records. 
I mean, we have to fix that first, and that's going to take mandates. That's going to take mandates like the 85% uh, on insurance companies. It's going to mean negotiate prices, uh, lowering Medicare. It's going to mean uh, prevention strategies that, uh, uh, I'm not talking about mandates, but it's got to be a, a, a bully pulpit of a president. It's, it's going to take incentives. I don't mind giving the private sector uh, an incentive if they make their employees uh, healthier. And that's all the time we have. You have been listening to a special presidential edition of the Washington Health Report featuring Governor Bill Richardson, a contender for the Democratic nomination for president. He has been discussing his health care reform proposal in his own words, brought to you exclusively by ReachMD on XM Channel 157. Check back in the coming weeks as we continue our series with the presidential candidates discussing their health care reform plans. And check our website, ReachMD.com, for podcasts of previous shows and programming schedules. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for listening to ReachMD XM 157 and The Great Debate, a month-long special series and discussion on the future of public health policy in America.